Greetings, everyone. My name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We're on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Every individual making these choices today will help create a legacy of good health and wellness for the next generation. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who have experienced awesome changes with the plant-based lifestyle. We'll also feature other amazing individuals whose voices help with our mission. Today, we're talking to a woman whose story illustrates the importance of listening to your body. Lisa Marie Falcone became vegetarian at the age of 10 and has since been on a journey developing a healthy relationship with food. She suffered from chronic skin and digestion issues for years before finding healing in a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And now she's a chef and coach that wants to help others avoid the pitfalls that she faced. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. Lisa Marie Falcon, nutrition coach and founder of Hungry Hippie Eats, a whole food plant-based meal prep and delivery company. She has an awesome story of healing and transformation, and I'm so glad she's here with us today to share her story. Thank you for joining us, Lisa Marie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad we had an opportunity to get together today in the midst of everything that's happening in the world. I know. Um, know. (laughs) Let's start by learning a little bit about you and where you're located and where you're from. Yeah, so I grew up in New Jersey and I am back in New Jersey (laughs) Um, after being in New York City for like 12 plus years. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about what the vegan culture is like in your area? It's actually starting to grow. So where are you exactly? So I'm in Manalapan, which is central Jersey, about an hour outside of New York City. Okay. So we're really close to that. So I think that trickles down and and makes a big impact. But this past year, we started seeing more restaurants that are vegan-only restaurants opening up, like a juice cafe and a Mediterranean um, cafe they're strictly vegan places so it's it's coming it's a little slow mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, we've got a Whole Foods and a Wegmans and we're able to get a lot of plant-based food okay that sounds good so you have some options popping up in your area yes finally <laughs> so okay so I love your story you've you say in your um, you have a post where you talk about a little bit about your journey and um, you and like right now you specialize in in all around whole food healing from food and and good nutrition and but you didn't start out that way like you you once actually had a really unhealthy relationship with food yes can we go back to the beginning and talk about like how you like how that all began yeah so when I was ten I decided that I was gonna go vegetarian. And I have an enormous Italian family, and they were not happy about that decision. And it took a lot of fighting, 
but I did it and they allowed me to eat only vegetables and plants and things like that. Um, I was, so I was 10, it was the nineties. This was not popular. So Mm -hmm. what ended up happening was my diet consisted of packaged foods, lots of soy. My favorite were those soy ribs, Um, a lot of soy nuggets, Mm -hmm. any kind of pasta with a bean. It was all starchy carbohydrates, really high processed foods. Around the same time, I started developing acne, and that kind of took a toll on my self-esteem, and then I ended up um, struggling with an eating disorder, so I became anorexic, and that was a whole nother layer of food. It it made me hate food for a while um, because everyone was so focused on what I was eating, not only because I was vegetarian, but because I had lost a lot of weight and was struggling with food, so that created a lot of attention in that area of my life. And so I started pulling away from nutrition, um, but then at the same time developed all these health problems well into my 20s. You know, I struggled with acne from when I was about 12 or 13 until I was like 25 and realized that it was connected to my diet and what I was putting in. Um, But it took a special doctor for me to realize all of this. And that's when everything around food changed for me. So let's step back. You said you were 10 years old? Yeah. And you know what? Wow, that's really young. It is. But I, so when I first started, after I kind of made the adjustments that I needed to and saw how much food actually does play a role in healing, I decided to go get certified to be a nutrition coach. And when that happened, I was like, I'm going to work with parents of children who want to become plant-based. And Mm -hmm. that age, I don't know if it's something that they're learning. I don't know if it's you're finally conscious of where what's on your plate is coming from. But that is such Mm -hmm. a popular age where kids start to question and stop wanting to eat meat. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that you were able to make that connection and to stick with it at such a young age. Um, Cause I know when I was little, I always felt a little weird about eating animals. I just remember thinking that this is just strange. I just thought I was an oddball in my family. Um, But I would try to, you know, pick around, eat the vegetables and stuff. But I I think it's awesome that you were able to start that young and to stick with it, even though, you know, it wasn't the most healthy way of going about it, but just recognizing that this is something that you, you were passionate about following through with. Yeah, and I think it was because you know, while it wasn't something that was ideal for my parents, especially my mom having to cook so many different dinners and then sometimes forgetting that she had to make me something separate, but she would always go back and make something for me. So I think it, you know, at that, at that age, you're not taking care of yourself with the food. Um, so I think that it was, you know, their support that was really helpful. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that played a a huge role in it for me. Mm -hmm. So you talked about um, having problems with acne. Um, you said you met a a doctor that kind of changed things for you along the way. Yeah. So in my twenties, um, I might say a little bit like too much information here, but I, you know, all in the name of health. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my twenties, I, I found products that, that worked for my skin. Um, but it was just a cover up. As soon as I stopped using them, as soon as the doctor wouldn't prescribe me the medication anymore and I stopped, my acne came back. It was never a solution. It was always just masking all the symptoms. And so at the same time, I ended up having 
digestive issues. And then those digestive issues made my acne even worse. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we get stuck in this rut of where we hear people talk about being bloated and having gas or not feeling good after they ate or having to unbutton their pants and it and we kind of think that that's the norm and that's what happened to me but then as those symptoms started getting way worse my acne started flaring up even more and it was Mm -hmm. affecting me socially now I'm in my 20s I'm dating I'm in a job for like a very well-known brand and I'm supposed to be having these meetings and I'm feeling so self-conscious so I went to go see a nutritionist and she was like you're eating all soy you're not eating any real food you're not taking care of yourself so she she helped me she put me on a special diet and I saw a change within a couple of weeks and it was crazy Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa and so you know after taking out all the processed foods and starting to replace them with whole food plant-based meals, I saw what a change it had on the digestive issues were gone and my acne was clearing up and I was um, less stressed out. I was better, I was sleeping better. Like it, it changed my entire life, not just the physical, but everything. So she put you on a special diet. Um, so tell me, what what did what did it what did eating look like for you after she put you on the diet? Like what were the things that you were turning to to eat and what are the things that you were avoiding? I know you said processed yeah, foods. Yeah, but it was more than that. So it was definitely more for like gut healing. So it was a low FODMAP diet and it was a little hard because you couldn't eat beans and lentils and there were certain vegetables and onions and garlic. But what it was is just to calm the inflammation down and then I was slowly being able to add them back into my diet and heal my gut. And so I can eat pretty much anything that I want right now, but for a short period of time, I had to be a little bit more strict. Um, But that helped me focus, like that really helped me be in touch with my body. So now if I eat something, because of that, I know if I'm bloated that it's something that like, you know, I can relate it back to food. And even if it is a healthy food, it just means that my body's reacting to it and I have to do some extra work. Um, so it it really just changed my whole perspective, even on whole food, plant-based diet. I think that's great that you were able to, like, like pare down into, into like, a specific um, foods and eliminate things to see how your body was responding to different ingredients and to know what, what different things would cause certain reactions to you. Yeah, and I, you know, it's something that I recommend because... Anyone can do that, um, and I'm not saying to take out entire food groups, but you know, just being mindful, and that's what it really taught me was that I don't have to do the FODMAP diet now, but I can start keeping a food journal, and I can see that every time I eat black beans, like I get really bloated, and or every mm-hmm. time I drink this tea, I get a headache. Like it just taught me to be the detective, and you know, something that is quote unquote healthy just might be reacting a little bit funny in my body. And that just might mean that I have to cook it in a certain way or I have to soak the beans before I eat them or cook the vegetables a little bit longer um, to help my body break them down. It doesn't mean it's a bad food. It just means, you know, it's my body and I should be aware of what's going on. So how, so how did, so how did you make the steps from recognizing how your body was responding to 
certain foods to like actually having this passion about learning more about nutrition itself and pursuing a career as a health coach. It was actually the the link was actually podcasts for me. Uh, while I was going through this, I just started diving in because I was angry at this point that I'm in my 20s and I had seen dozens and dozens of doctors for for acne and other situations like other health issues. Um, but not one person was like, what are you eating? So my initial mm. reaction was, I'm so angry. And then I was like, how many more people, <laughs> you know, like how right, many right. more 16 year old girls or 17 year old girls are going to be miserable at prom because they have acne, but no one's telling them to look at what's on their, what, what they're eating for lunch. Mm-hmm. So that anger sparked me to just kind of dive like really deep into this functional and holistic nutrition because you know again I love modern medicine and I I do think that there's a place for it but I felt at that point that it had failed me and so I wanted to figure out another route so I could help people yeah I I agree that it's like sometimes the answer can be more simple than doctors will have you to believe Um, like medication is not always going to be the the cure. Yeah. I mean, it could be a cover-up. Like you said, when you were taking medications and then you stop taking them, then you have the same problem over again. Yeah, and, and then I look back and, you know, I was on so many different, they you know, they put you on antibiotics when you have acne. And so my gut health was completely destroyed. And so, you know, it's not a surprise to me knowing what I know now that I had all those digest- digestive issues and that the acne was getting worse and worse with every round of antibiotics, you know. So it was so counterintuitive. And, you know, I just I just wish that someone would have said, like, stop eating the soy nuggets. <laughs> I would have listened. <laughs> yes, I can. I can agree. I can totally relate to that. I was a tofu queen. <laughs> I was a tofu queen. <laughs> Like I, I was all over like the meat substitutes, mm-hmm. like um, what is it, the Morning Star Farms, yeah, like all that yeah. stuff. That was my shopping cart and tofu like slabs, and I was that was that's what I would eat. And my skin, um, I was just like I thought that acne was something you dealt with in your teens, and my skin was horrible. Like I was a grown woman with cystic acne, and it wasn't until I eliminated that that I had. And I, I, like you, I was going to a dermatologist and taking, um, like trying to do all this, these special products and things. And I was just in the medication. It's just like, uh, but then I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe I started eliminating stuff. And yeah, it was a soy, like it was a huge difference in my skin. It was amazing. So, so yeah, I love that you are sharing your testimony and you're, you've become like dedicated to like, this is your passion now, like letting other people know more about like the connection food has to our health. Yeah. And there's so many more people talking about it now too, which is absolutely amazing. And the thing is that we all have the tools to, to test it for ourselves because not everyone is going to react to soy like you and I react to soy, but you have the power because the knowledge and people are sharing and talking about it that you could just eliminate it from your diet and see if it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really powerful too. You don't have to 
wait for a doctor to prescribe you something or to go pick it up from the pharmacy. It's something that you have in your power to just, you know, I'm not going to eat this for a week and see what happens. So for people who are wondering, um, because a lot of times, you know, when people first start a, a like a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet, you know, they kind of rely on those transition foods, like the processed stuff that's um, the, the burgers and the, the meat substitutes. But for people who are wondering, like, and I know, like, it's everybody has their journey. Like, you have to, sometimes you that's what you go through as you learn, you you do better. But um, what what does your, what is your, what do your meals look like now that you are more of a whole food plant-based um, vegan. Yeah. So lots and lots of vegetables. Um, I'll do quinoa for protein and beans for protein. And I actually just discovered a soy free tempeh. It's made with hemp and chickpeas. Wow. That's and good. I know I'll send you over the brand. Um, cause I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's absolutely delicious and it's a great source of protein. It's something that I I'll eat twice a week for extra protein. Um, but I eat t- most of what I'm eating is vegetables, and then I've got things like um, nutritional yeast that I rely on, and coconut aminos, and um, some grains like I'll do rice and quinoa, um, and lots of lentils. So just you know, whole food sources. Mm-hmm. So instead of using the like, a lot of times when people think meat substitutes, they automatically think about like, you know, like we Mm -hmm. did tofu, soy based products. So instead of doing that, like you found this great soy free tempeh and do do you, have you ever used like jackfruit? Yeah. Like that type of, yeah. Cause I like to, I like, cause I I like to try to give people ideas of what they can do. Cause a lot of times people just assume that soy based things are the only type of like thing that you can do like as a meat substitute, not really, or, you know, a meat alternative. Yeah. Like mushrooms are one of the best. Um, I don't, I hate mushrooms personally, but they are like the meatiest vegetable that we have and they make great substitutes for like for um, Hungry Hippie, I'll do like a chicken and broccoli and I'll just do the mushrooms or like a beef and broccoli, but I'll do mushrooms instead of the meat. And mm-hmm. it's that hardiness that, that you want um, and that umami flavor. So mushrooms are awesome. And then hearts of palm is something that I've actually been having so much fun with. And it's kind of like a seafood substitute mm-hmm. in a lot of my meal plans. So we'll do like, we'll make it into scallops or like a ceviche um, crab cakes. So again, and then that's got a lot, like, you know, that's not a food that we're eating commonly at restaurants. So you're getting a different nutrition profile. You're getting a new taste, a new texture. So it's fun. So I love things like that. Yes. I love all these ideas because a lot of times people, a lot of times people assume that when you're vegan, that you're just basically eating some really, like you, you, your life is over. (laughs) Like you have no fun with food, but you're showing that that's not the case at all. No. And I really like that blows my mind because I'm like, you guys got like five different types of meat. There's like five different types of kale, like mm-hmm. alone. Like mm-hmm. It's not boring. Not There's boring. so many things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all in. It, it can be boring. And sometimes for me, it is boring, but it's okay because it doesn't always have to be that way. But sometimes when you're really busy and all you can do is cut up some veggies and roast them, Mm -hmm. that's fine. 
you don't have to make these big elaborate meals all the time, but it, it does have, there is so much creativity that goes into a vegan diet. And that's something that I love so much about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember you mentioned that like you weren't always like so excited about being in the kitchen. What, what kind of sparked your enthusiasm for like being, getting creative and cooking in the kitchen? You said that so kindly because I used to be <laughs> awful in the kitchen. Like they still, my family makes fun of me. They're like, we have no idea how you ended up being a chef as as your profession. You didn't even know how to make jello or if you could boil water <laughs> twice. Like, <laughs> like there are horror stories. Um, you know, it all, ha- it, the whole shift happened for me when I went to go see that nutritionist. Um after I went on that elimination diet and, and then came off of it, I started just reading blogs and, you know, I think one of the first things that I did, I was like in my apartment in New York and it was snowing out and I didn't want to go to the store. And so I was like, what can I make with what I have? And I did like a quick Google search and I found like homemade peanut butter cups and from like everything that I had in my pantry. And I was like, this is amazing. It's it's all natural ingredients that are really good for me. And, I, and it's a delicious snack. I remember I made them for everyone that came over that whole weekend. I just had them on the counter for everybody. <laughs> I was like, look what I did. I'm so proud. Um, but then I started just researching more and making myself more interesting meals and setting out more time to cook for myself. And then people just started noticing and people would just ask me questions about what I was eating, which made me feel more excited about getting more creative. So it, it, it just kind of happened. I don't really know how. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that just I think it's exciting just the fact that you can do so much with plant based foods like because people it's it's almost like a challenge because people just assume that you know, you don't have options and it's not going to taste good, but just to know that you have these options that you can play with to make some really cool things, it's an ins- like inspiring in itself. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really cool because my dad hates vegetables, but if I make cauliflower a certain way, he's like, give me more of that <laughs> because it's not presented to him as like a head of cauliflower right. that was roasted. It's, it's all these different like spices and herbs and things like that. And it's just that's the thing with vegetables like they can really transform and take on so many different versions of mm-hmm. of meals and it's just amazing mm-hmm. yes yes so I have to ask you because you're a cook and yeah. um you know a, a lot of people are deterred from taking this journey because they feel like oh this is going to cost me too much I can't afford this and it, you know being healthy is going to be too much money what are your thoughts on that? And um, do you have any like tips for like actually saving money when you're going grocery shopping? Yeah, I think it's all about, I mean, you might have to put in a little bit more time at first, but there are so many resources right now out there. Um, I, for Hungry Hippie, I use a service called the Misfits Market. And what they do is they just take produce that would be thrown away because it's like quote unquote ugly for store shelves and you're getting it at a, at a discount. Um, I love that because you're getting all organic produce. It's half the price and you're getting vegetables that you probably might not, that you might not see in your grocery store. Right. So it's, it's kind of forcing you to be a little bit more creative, widening your palate. Um, 
Trader Joe's is a great option for organic vegetables. Costco even has tons of organic things now. Um, they have cacao, they have chia seeds, they have hemp seeds. So all of those fancier items for your pantry, I suggest going to those big box stores and getting them there. They're Again, they're like a quarter of the price or half the price. Um, Home Goods and Marshalls and TJ Maxx, they are starting to carry coconut flour, coconut sugar. All these places are starting to carry them at like really cheap prices um, from brands that I know and love and trust. So it's not just like a, I don't know, that mom and pop brand, but it's like a TerraCycle or TerraSoul brand. And it's, you know, a lot of good stuff. Yes, these are good tips. Because I've noticed that too at Marshall's that they have, like even they have like um, uh, seasonings too. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to, and, and Costco is another great one too. You mentioned like, yeah. it's, it's amazing how many organic products that they carry. They, they do. And they even have like organic rice cauliflower that's frozen. And that's another thing. If, if, um, budget is, is something that you need to be mindful of shop frozen vegetables. They're a lot cheaper. I do that for spinach because spinach shrinks up. You'll have to buy like mm -hmm. so much spinach and spinach can be expensive, but if you buy the frozen spinach, it's already shrunk. So mm -hmm. you know exactly what you're getting and it's, it's pretty inexpensive and frozen vegetables maintain their nutrition. Yes. These are all really, really good tips. What advice would you have for someone who's thinking about embracing a plant-based lifestyle? I always say go slow. It's not a race. And I think to circle back to earlier in the conversation, if you go slow, you'll be able to be in touch with your body and to kind of pinpoint what needs you're going to, that you'll need to meet. So if you're giving up meat and chicken and fish and eggs and dairy all at once and you have all these symptoms you're not going to know if your body's detoxing or if you're missing something nutritionally and that might slow down your process or that might deter you so i would say just go slow give up a couple things at a time see how you're feeling get used to eating more plants more veggies because the increase in fiber might cause some digestive distress so going that that way slowly I think will alleviate some of the discomfort and make it easier to stick with. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite inspirational resources that you can share? Uh -huh. And I have to say too, that your website is one. Uh, you have a great, you have some great resources on your blog. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've been really just loving tons and tons of podcasts. I'm trying to think of which ones I've been listening to. Um, Goop is a big resource for me. Um, Deliciously Ella, she was one of the first blogs that I ever read and she kind of inspired me to get into the kitchen more. Uh, My New Roots is another resource that I have that I love. Uh, those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So tell us about Hungry Hippie Eats. How did that, how did that get started? Um, I was at a convention for my coaching business and my best friend's mom was like I'm about to do a meal delivery service that's local and I really don't want to can you just tack on whatever you're prepping for yourself this week and give me some meals too and I'll pay you 
And she's like, it'll only be two weeks. You can teach me how to portion control, how to grocery shop. And I was like, okay, sure. And then after the two weeks, she's like, I told five people about you. I don't want you to stop cooking for me. Wow. Will you please, will you please continue? And then within, I think it was like five months, I was able to leave my corporate job and grow the Hungry Hippie. Wow, that's awesome. And I love your logo and your website. Everything all looks so like bright and and energetic and clean. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really wanted it to kind of represent what that food how the food makes me feel um and how you know I want people to feel when they eat it so what makes what what tell us what because I I know what makes it different but can you explain the difference between hungry hippie eats versus like other meal delivery or prep type of services yeah so I want to say that it's the the paleo of vegan um we don't use any vegetable oils, refined sugars, or um, gluten or soy in the meals. Uh, we're or mostly organic, and we don't use any genetically modified ingredients. And the reason is that I want to be able to eat this food too, and I don't put those ingredients in my body. Um, I'm pretty strict about what I eat, and I wanted it to be anti-inflammatory and a really clean and healthy plan for people that so that way they felt good um Mm -hmm. but most of the meal plans don't um don't follow the same like you know vegetable oils are a lot less expensive than avocado olive and coconut oil which are the three main oils that we use um so we just wanted to make it a high quality anti-inflammatory so what is next for you and hungry hippie eats I would love to have a little cafe with a small little market that people can shop. Because um, one thing that we do is everything is, is homemade, made from scratch. So from our tortillas to our sauces and ketchup. So what I envision is a small little cafe where people can eat in. Uh, but then a market where people can pick up some of our salad dressings and ketchups and tortillas and things like that. Oh, I would love to be there. That sounds awesome. <laughs> when it opens, I will invite you. Yes, yes, that's awesome. I love that. I can see it already. I would, yeah, because that's how we we try to eat more so like that. Because yeah. my daughter has a wheat allergy, mm-hmm. and we try not to give them like. Um, like a lot of sugar we try to use like unrefined things or yeah. fruit sweetened type of of just treats for them like nice banana ice cream <laughs> oh yeah that's so good so so yeah that's i love i love everything that you're doing with your food business thank um, you so how can people connect with you and get their hands on your food like i know you do delivery but i'm sure it's like to certain areas right yeah so we're currently doing vocal deliveries and um looking into expanding with shipping. So right now it's New York and New Jersey. And, um, but we encourage everyone to check us out and ask us questions. And I love just talking about this so much. So if you want to follow me, um, I'm at Hungry Hippie Eats on Instagram and um, www.hungryhippieeats.com. Okay, awesome. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? 
I think we covered everything. Um, you know, I think just to be kind with yourself, um, if anyone is doing this journey, I know there have been so many, not so many, but like a handful of times where I've accidentally eaten uh, dairy or somebody told me something was free of meat and I took a bite and I realized it wasn't. Um, and that could send me spiraling for days. And um, I just, you know, it took me 20 something years to realize that, uh, you know, not to get worked up about it and to just be um, more gentle with myself when things like that happen and to just learn and, and make better choices next time. Yes, that's, that's, that's really good advice. Because a lot of times, um, sometimes people can, and, and I'm included, can, I know the feeling of like trying to like perfection of yeah. wanting to be perfect and, the, and perfection can be a roadblock sometimes. So yeah, I used to have nightmares that like, and I would wake up sweating like, oh my God, all that, that 15 years have passed. And that was mm-hmm. all for nothing because in my dream, I ate like chicken and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, yeah, it sucks and let yourself grieve and be upset about it. But the quicker you can move on the healthier it is for you. Yes. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out to share your awesome story with us. Like, I I really appreciate it because I know there's a lot and you could be doing a lot of things, different things right now. But um, thank you again for taking time out to, to share your story. Thank you. I really love what you guys are doing and spreading the awareness. I was really happy um, when you reached out and that we were able to connect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm really, 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 this is like my passion project. So like, it's just amazing how everybody has their own unique and special, awesome story, you know, and it's all based around the same mission. Like we're all connected. Like we're, we all do have different stories, but we're all connected. So, so yeah. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks again, Lisa Marie, for sharing your story with us. We wish you all the best as you work towards opening up your cafe. And we're looking forward to visiting when it's open. If you guys check out our website, she has some beautiful food on her website. One of the things I'm really looking forward to tasting are those donuts. I love how her story shows that every food isn't for everybody. And even foods that are considered healthy may not be healthy for everyone's body due to food allergies or food intolerances. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, I think it's important that everybody understands their their body. There's a lot of information out there uh, that you can ha- get access to, especially with the internet. We have it's just so much information that you can easily get hooked onto, and uh, it may go and take you into a direction that might not be beneficial for you, but it might be beneficial for another person. So, so it's important to take those steps and listen to your body. Speaking of taking steps. We want to do our best to help people take the steps toward doing their best and making healthy choices. So in the upcoming weeks, we will take a deep dive into some nutrition topics that are vital in the conversation about maintaining wellness through food. So in our next episode, we'll be taking it back to the roots and talking about soil and why this often overlooked substance is so essential to our bodies, the planet and future generations. So stay tuned. We are so excited to shine a spotlight on this vital topic. 
Thank you for listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And also, you can head over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangeMyLife.com. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good.